Hello, Mama, and welcome to the Healing After Birth podcast. This is your host, Jennifer Sommerfeld from JS Coaching, the author and creator of Healing After Birth. This is a podcast for moms who want to dive deep into matters of the heart and be inspired by the possibility that healing lies within. This podcast includes both interviews by professionals in the field of maternal health, as well as vulnerable stories shared by everyday mothers like you. In today's podcast, I have with me a mom of four children, my guest Janelle, who has children ranging from the ages of eight, five, three, and 10 months old. Janelle has been a person to always question everything and has a desire to grow in heart and mind. When physical health challenges came up in her early 20s, she couldn't accept the mainstream solutions that were provided, and she was not sure why at the time. Now, however, she realizes it was a deep knowing within herself that they had no solution, just a band-aid approach for her issues. Janelle needed to address the root of the problem. She then became an advocate for her own health and studied at the Institute of Holistic Nutrition to be a certified nutritional practitioner and to continue her knowledge of the body and healing. Her first pregnancy wasn't too difficult, but she had a difficult labor and delivery as well as a baby with unknown colic. She didn't know it, but later she was diagnosed with PTSD. With no one educating her on healing, she continued on with her life by improving her physical health, yet not realizing the emotional challenges that she had within. After baby number two and three, also challenging pregnancies and deliveries with unknown colic, she didn't realize the depths of numbing that she was doing. Quote, I wasn't really living, I was just surviving. Janelle was then faced with another surprise pregnancy and all the trauma caught up to her. She fell completely apart and started her internal healing journey. She became a warrior to move through the internal healing. And after working through the direct pregnancy healing that she needed, she continued to work through healing of her past before having children. She didn't realize the depth of disconnect that one could experience from situations in childhood. These situations created the numbing pattern that she had so often turned to and not realized it. Janelle encourages all women dealing with challenges to go deep into healing so they can live their life they are called to with true purpose, passion, and intention. So I'd like to welcome our guest today, Mother wife and dedicated healing practitioner for other women. Welcome, Janelle. There. I would like to welcome Janelle Kotlinberg to our podcast today. And Janelle, as you know, is a mother of four children, and she's also the founder of Nourish Your Life, which is her company that specializes in uh, nutrition as well as essential oils for healing. So welcome, Janelle, to today's episode. Thank you. Janelle, I invited you to our show because um, not only because of your passion for um, 
natural nutrition and natural health, but also because of your healing journey as a mother. And I thought that your story is incredibly um, valuable and important for um, other mothers to hear. And so I wanted to dive in there and just um, ask you, I guess, uh, where would you like to start in terms of your journey of coming into your own healing, your own healing path and, um, and coming into motherhood? Wow, that's a big question. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like all our journeys are continually evolving. And when I got to the my first pregnancy um, in becoming a mother, mm-hmm. I didn't know the depth of healing that would, would happen. Um, and that is... I guess, one of the best places to start. <laughs> mm. So let's dive into that idea of the depth of healing, that you didn't know the depths of healing. And what do you mean by that? I guess I didn't realize that the, our whole lives, starting from our own personal birth, mm. um, even our own personal uh, birth coming into this world, does affect the patterns and everything that we create in our life. Mm. Um, And I feel that when we step into our own motherhood, we can feel a lot of trauma, a lot of emotional changes, a lot of ups and downs of uncertainty and certainty. And with that, sometimes in order to reach that deeper healing, we have to go back to our birth. Mm. I love how you included this whole full spectrum um, in terms of our healing. And so with your first pregnancy and birth, did it come to you as a surprise what you experienced? Yes. um, The pregnancy itself was a surprise as well as um, the, the whole labor delivery it did not go as I desired mm-hmm. and um that is that yeah that in that in itself is is always jarring to anyone and it was to me as a mom and how did you begin to find your way through your own healing after that experience I didn't actually start immediately uncovering the depths of healing that I needed. I did know that something was not right. Mm. And with that, I did try to seek help in, in, a, in a variety of um, ways. And I also had, I was diagnosed with PTSD um, from the, the labor and delivery. So I had attended counseling sessions, group sessions, um, right after that birth, um, as recommended by my healthcare providers. And I see, looking back now, I see that they were truly trying to help, but they didn't know how to navigate that. Mm. But at the time, that was the best situation that was available for me. And that I knew about. Mm-hmm. So, and this was um, how, many, I, how many years ago? 
Um, it was about eight years ago. Eight years ago. Can I ask a, a question to explore a little bit more about what um, you mean when you said I knew something was off? Well, the the group sessions we had, um, really how they worked was just talking about your story. Mm-hmm. But there was no solutions or like ways to heal. The, it created community knowing you're not alone, which is what they, they you know, pe- women do need to know they're not alone in anything and everything they go through because mm. we all feel the same, usually in some sort of degree because we've all gone through this trauma that our body, body did change. It mm-hmm. changed. We have this little human. We need to revolver that revolves around us and we need to care for and I don't know if anything can truly prepare you for that Mm. and in my learnings at the time and understanding even women who've had like a really natural normal beautiful birth still felt trauma Mm And, even, and women who maybe had more, like as one would describe a traumatic birth, they've had trauma. So in all ways, the shock on the body was traumatic, whether it was, quote unquote, appeared to be a beautiful birth or not. Mm-hmm. And this community of women, after a few months of attending, it was just the same circle of talk. So I wasn't moving that needle to to improvement Mm. and I sense I'm like okay this isn't this isn't what I want I want to actually get better I don't want to just talk about it and I didn't know how to do that so I dove into more nutrition studies Mm. and and like understanding the body and I didn't realize the emotional side of of the depths that labor and birth would bring up Mm. in healing Now, can you, so I just want to preface by saying if there are any questions that I'm asking that are too vulnerable or too activating to please know that you're in charge of this conversation. Um, Yeah, so keeping yourself um, as as safe and regulated and well-resourced as you need to be and activity of this topic. Um, Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, you mentioned you didn't realize the emotional um, weight, I guess you could say, right? The emotional processing of that experience. So maybe just explore with our listeners a little bit more about what you mean when you say that. It seems obvious, but it's not always obvious. <laughs> yes. So I guess um, after you go, after I, pers- my personal experience is when I went through something very traumatic. Um, I kind of just suppressed. I suppressed the emotions that I had felt, the anger, the um, challenges in in all that I experienced. Like I did not feel heard. I did not feel like they understood. I did not feel like they were listening to my needs in, in the whole process. And coming out of that being diagnosed with PTSD, I knew what PTSD was after um, being diagnosed, looking it up, but there was no 
okay, if you have PTSD, this is what happens and this is what you Mm. need to do to heal, which is what I learned in the last two years of my life now. Because we, when I went um, through healing with you, I understood how trauma affects the cells, the depths of the cells, the nerves, and how it's in our body in, in those in those deep ways that our body reacts without realizing it. So Mm. when I have pregnant, like a second or third pregnancy, which is what happened with me, those innate triggers in the body happen all over again. Mm. And when you pile it over top of another, over top of another, over top of another, and suppressing those emotions and those feelings, just because you don't know, you don't know that you're having them sometimes and you just push through mm, because and you have to, because you're a mom of yeah. young kids young kids, <laughs> and you just push through because that's what you think you have to do because you don't know there's another way. Mm. Um, so with my nutrition background, I was you know, eating right, doing all the right things for my body and, improving my health, but there's still a root of trauma where you need to dig that out to get that full, true healing and living. Mm. So doing all the physical things, but then the, that metaphysical part of the body is still mm. disrupted. Mm. And so you speak to where you are now with um, having had your fourth child and um, coming into a place of, of strength, a place of healing, a place of wholeness. What is that like for you now? How can you qualify the difference? Um, the difference is I understand what happened to me. Mm. I've forgiven those in my past. I've forgiven myself mm. in, in, actions I've knowingly or unknowingly have thought occurred, did everything, like all those things uh, over the last many years. Um, Mm. And after doing that and really acknowledging it and accepting and coming to peace with it all, you can really move forward and have joy and Mm how I live now is in so much joy and gratitude for all the lessons in my past. And Mm. that has come to me being very present and intentional in my parenting, in my personal life, in my business life, and, and just in my attitude towards myself as well. Mm. So creating those, that, that, like I, tr- I have true feelings of joy. Hmm. Well, it's said that when we do move and remove kind of those obstacles that are weighing us down because that emotional debris hasn't been released or acknowledged, yeah. that when we finally do, it creates so much spaciousness in our system yeah. that we, we can experience joy. Yeah, and be present. Yeah, and but when we are flooded um, and compromised by trauma in our systems, uh, that trauma hijacks everything. 
Yeah. And so although we may want to feel joy and we may want to be more present and we want to feel love and we know in our minds that we do love, that we feel very distant from that act and that sensation of love. Yes. yes. So, so you would agree that, um, that when you were frozen in trauma, yeah. After the birth of your, after the birth of your first child, um, that that trauma, like I said, hijacked. I like that word. That it it compromised your capacity to show up in these ways that you knew you were capable of doing. Yes. Yes. Yes, it did. And would you say that it was that um, lack of connection? And that overwhelming um, experience of, of being um, frozen in these ways um, that motivated you to seek not only for external support, but to go deeper within. Yes, it did. I, so when I, in, in my business, I do use essential oils, right? And with the, the power that the essential oils have to anchor and shift emotions and moods and with an intention behind it. I really felt that needle moving really, really fast for me. Mm, so give us, a, give us an example, a lived experience of how, how you worked with those oils. Okay, so um, there would be times through my healing where I was my, so I was at a, it was kind of like I was at the, the cusp of a breakthrough or a cusp of an awareness. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to get the heck out of my body, get the heck out of the room, like leave, like just mm. get out of the situation. But I knew the oils that I could use to ground myself, stay present, stay loving to myself, staying at peace with myself in those situations. And so I would apply those oils or inhale those oils and that would allow my body and my mind to move through the aspects of healing where my my innate nature did not want to go but I was assisted to go there and then work through that so in trauma therapy what you're speaking to is your window of tolerance yes and your capacity to be able to tolerate a certain amount of stressful information in your body without becoming dysregulated, without, like you said, popping yeah. out or disembodying. Yeah. And so what I'm hearing you say um, is that there were certain oils that you would use that actually increased your window of tolerance. Yeah, it did. Yeah, which is amazing because... Um, in terms of resourcing, there isn't a ton of research on using oils <laughs> to <laughs> increase our window of tolerance. Yeah. But when you think about it, um, it's one of the fastest, like it, this, the scent, right? The power yeah. of scent. You probably know more about this scientifically, but I'm guessing that there's an immediate um, chemical reaction that's happening within our bodies when we inhale and yeah. it calls us present to, to actually be with that scent. Yes. And it, so when we inhale it or when it, when it 
when we create that um, change in the brain, it takes about 30 seconds to a minute. Hmm. And those chemical receptors in the brain respond to those essential oil aromas and then they, they, they switch. They create that switch in the brain of safety, of love, of calm, of peace, mm. of grounding. And it's just knowing what oil to use. And I have become very intuitive and very understanding of the oils and how to support my body. And I've also learned that I'm very, um, I have an ability to support others as well in mm. that, which has really gifted me the ability to help in a deeper way. Mm. Mm. And so prior to the birth of your first child, were you already invested in these different types of healing modalities? Not the essential oils healing. Um, I had, I had more um, homeopathy, herbology studies that I was incorporating nutritional studies, nutritional science that I was incorporating for um, my health. So I had used some essential oils, but I never really found they worked. So I kind of dismissed them. Mm. Um, and so I was focused on the herbal, the homeopathic and the nutritional support for healing the body. And I didn't really get into the essential oils till after the birth of my second child. Mm. And there I was using them for physical healing, um, and for like natural solutions for using for my children as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So would you say that your experience um, of your births really brought you into contact with one of your greatest gifts? Yes. Which, which, yes. Okay. Can you speak to that? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Um, I feel that, sometimes our greatest challenges and our greatest hardships lead us into the greatest purpose that we have. And it comes with time. It does. You're not going to always see the big picture right away, especially if you're, you're in the depth of, you know, those despairing times, but it has created an awareness for empathy and compassion for people in those depths and then also an understanding and for the other people and to give them permission to give themselves time. Hmm. And when people are ready to heal, there is beautiful things that can be done in that healing journey, Hmm. but they are in control of that. And I, and I guide them, but they are in control of what they need to do. And I found that the essential oils have given me the ability to ability to have a deeper knowing of what I need. And with that deeper knowing comes deeper trust in what I need for my health and my body. And And so you're you're speaking about intuition. Yeah. Intuition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when you get that deeper knowing of what you need, you have, so much freedom and joy in, in changing that story in your life. Hmm. You, you also highlighted something that I think is really important for us to know, which is um, time, right? That yeah. healing can take time. And 
you've been now four children later, right? And yeah. so you said eight, eight years ago was the birth of your first. So this has been a journey. Yes. And, and you said within the last two years, you've kind of stepped into your power and stepped into your healing. And I think that's an important piece of the story for our mothers to hear. Because in that immediate postpartum, just like you said, when I knew something was off, something was wrong, we desperately want to fix it right away. Yep. You know, especially when we feel like we're dying. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a, there is a, a, like I said, a desperation that, that can definitely come over us in terms of needing to make it better, make it go away. Um, and yet what I'm hearing often from moms is that although we can maybe reduce some of the symptoms, that there really is a deepening process that's going to take place and it doesn't happen overnight. Yes. Very true. Very true. What do you, I was one of those people you, that wanted mm-hmm. to be right away, but no, it mm-hmm. doesn't happen right away. Mm. So how did you make it through? How did you manage that? So you had this impatience and obviously this need to take care of this right away. And now you're looking back on it. Um, sorry, can you repeat the question? Yeah. How did you manage um, being with that sense of desperation of wanting it to all go away right away? And then now realizing that it has been a journey. Um, well, the essential oils help that as well. Mm. Um, knowing that I, I was where I was and it takes mm. time and proce- process, but when you get that impatience, I mm-hmm. also applied the oils and you use them to create that, that piece of where I was at and mm. that knowing that I was going to move past it, mm. but it will come, it will come. Mm. And did you have community? Did you have other um, supportive people systems? So I found with my healing journey, I had, my, my husband was very supportive, but I didn't bring many people on into mm. the process. Mm. I found that I would need to go through healing, like I would have sessions with you or um, the group sessions, and then I would process it and then talk about it to my close circle weeks later. Mm. So in the, in the time of healing, it wasn't, it wasn't like I had a one person to connect with. It was more I was working through it, creating those shifts in my body, well, and when those anchored, when those shifts anchored, I was able to speak about it. Hmm. And then I would talk to my close circle. So you would be in your process on your own and then wait until something integrated or something shifted yeah. before you yeah. ventured out. Hmm. And there was times where I would come home or I would work through something and I would just say to my husband, it's pretty big. It's pretty big. There's a lot going on. And I'll tell you about it later. And he'll be like, okay. And that's all he needed to do. 
So some people think there's no way I can engage in my healing as a mother of multiple children. What would you say to them? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I can I can totally relate. I have an understanding of what they're going through. But also um I didn't put a lot on my plate. Mm. So I had, I did get um, childcare at certain instances where I needed it, mm. but I still did have children at home with me. And yeah, it, it's not like an ongoing process 24 hours a day when you have that time, like, I don't know, I just found when I had that quiet time, my body was ready. Mm. But if I, if my kids were around and let's say I was going through a lot, I would, so they would see me crying or something like that, like that happens. And they'd be like, mommy, are you okay? And I'd be like, mommy's just going through a lot right now. Can you just go play quietly? And they'd be like, okay. Or they would say, well, we want to hug you. So -hmm. then I would just let them hug me. But I would just I would just share with them that mommy has a lot going on right now and they would understand because they have emotions just like we do. They have feelings. And if we can allow them to see us sitting in our emotions, it's also empowering for them. So I didn't hide it from them. Like I didn't hide. I didn't tell them the source, but I just said, yeah, mommy's mommy's hurting right now or mommy's crying and it's okay. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think hiding, hiding in the closet to cry was like, I may have done that sometimes. <laughs> but um, when I'm using those oils, they see that they use, they see that mommy's taking ownership or control of her emotions, and she's working through stuff. So, you know, it happened. And I, I found as I healed, though, my children are healing from their deep rooted stuff that they unknowingly probably have from their trauma, traumatic births. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I find for the children that I have now, my healing has definitely changed them. Mm -hmm. Well, there is a saying that we are in a symbiotic relationship with our children, especially when they're very young. And so as we change, we are literally changing the vibration of their cells where we, where we left off, which was the idea that as we change, we are changing um, on a very deep cellular level, um, the exp- our, our children's lived experiences too. So there is um, lots going on there. Yes. Um, so one of my questions to you, Janelle, is as a mother of four, who's definitely experienced a lot, what would you like other mothers to know? What would be your greatest, like if you could wave a magic wand, if you could stand on a podium and say something really inspirational, what would that be? Oh, that's a good Mm -hmm. question. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can take, you can take a moment. (laughs) My innate thoughts are you are loved 
You are not alone. Call me. <laughs> mm. um, like, I've been there. I, I understand. And, yeah, like, if you want somebody to just sit with, reach out, mm-hmm. talk to somebody, whether it's reaching out to Jennifer or myself or somebody else that you know. Mm-hmm. You're not alone, and there's no shame. There's mm-hmm. no shame. There's no shame in any of it. Because mm-hmm. if we can just be loving human beings and sit with each other and know that, yeah, you're not alone. Hmm. Yeah, thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know everyone's going to tell you it's a season, which is is true, but the seasons can sometimes seem like a lifetime. (laughs) Yes, time can take on a different meaning, a meaning for sure. You know, you touched on something that um, definitely gave me some goosebumps, which was this idea that there is no shame. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious what your experience or relationship to shame was during those early years. It wasn't very strong because what, Mm -hmm. who I am as a person if somebody would say, like, if, you know how words can create shame? Mm-hmm. And not everyone is intentionally creating shame wherever they go with their words. But if I had felt shame in somebody's words towards me, mm. I would probably, like, this is how I would react back then. I would say, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't open up to them about what the conversation was about, right? It's like, okay, it's you, you are a closed person. I'm not going to bring about this conversation towards them because they have no understanding and unknowingly are creating shame. Hmm. Second of all, I didn't allow myself to sit in that shame because I, I'm a warrior for finding out the ways, like mm. all the ways that you can be better. I, I, I don't ever stop on becoming a better version of me. Mm. And even though I didn't have the right answers or the right path necessarily around trauma and around birth and all of that, Back then, I found the tools, and then I pursued them actively. Mm. I pursued them with a passion. And also in those emotions that I may have felt, I also did a lot of numbing. Mm. So when you're doing a lot of numbing, you don't allow others' thoughts, feelings, emotions to affect you, even though they are. Mm. If I wasn't numbing to the extent I was, maybe I would have been affected more. But I kind of just dismissed other people's attitudes towards me or, or expression of shame 
mm-hmm. towards me because I would just numb it because the hurt would just be like deeper and I would just push it down more. I mean, there's a lot of talk that, you know, when there's trauma, there's shame. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the challenges that, or I guess one of the barriers that mothers can face, especially in that immediate postpartum is reaching out for support because of a belief that it's a sign of weakness or there's shame associated with what they're experiencing, or there's fear that what they're experiencing will be perceived as so horrible that um, their children will be taken away from them. There's a lot, there's a lot of fear still um, associated with mental unrest, which is what I would call it. And at the, and deep into that is, is usually shame. Yeah. And thinking back on my healing, Mm -hmm. I definitely had, shame come up a lot throughout those processes. Hmm. Um, And then it's working through that shame then, but also it's years ago where those shame environments were. Hmm. And that's where the process came on later. Hmm. Like the process to, to work through that shame. So at first I would numb it in those instances mm-hmm. and in the healing, the shame came up, mm. but that moved quickly to anger and healing. Nice. Yes. So just, just being able to, to acknowledge it, to be with yeah. it and to allow it to, um, come to the surface to be understood to be processed to be felt and to to change yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and now when I you know we we always are faced with shame throughout our lives in, in various ways and in the process of who I am now I don't like we can take on that or we can say like that do- their opinion doesn't matter in, in a healthy way. Um, and I always think of Brene Brown's work when I, mm. when I come across that and it's, it's not reacting, it's responding. And it's also knowing that you don't owe them a response. Mm. And in recent, oh, probably in the last six months, really, understanding my boundaries and getting clarity around my boundaries. And I think boundaries are something that we, we all have and we're all in process of changing and growing in our boundaries and in knowing and being true to my boundaries, that shaming Hmm. will not and does not affect me. Hmm. And for those of, those of our listeners who aren't familiar with Brene Brown's work, she does have a whole series called The Shame Shields. I believe that's what they're called. Um, and on vulnerability. So, so that can easily be looked up um, for more information. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's got some great information online and in yeah. books. Yeah, yeah. She has fantastic resources. Absolutely. 
Well, I've really enjoyed exploring some of these deeper concepts of healing, such as time, shame, uh, being in our emotional process, allowing our children to witness us in our emotional process, and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, learning and realizing that what each individual will need is likely going to look unique to them. And, and that the whole point of that process is to listen and follow through on, on what you're being guided towards. So for yourself, really listening to the need for essential oils and natural nutrition and different kinds of therapeutic support, um, and how you would engage with your community and your friends, all of those things were coming from within you. Yes. So I just am grateful for you to share that inner process with all of us so that we can learn from your story and know, like you said, that we're not alone and that there is no shame in the journey. Yeah. There's no shame in the journey. It's your, it's your journey and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm so thankful and proud of my journey. Mm. Mm. And do you think you would have said that six years ago (sighs) six years ago no (laughs) no No. a year ago yes Mm -hmm. yeah six years ago no six years ago I was in quite some depths of despair Mm -hmm. and that's the part that's so important um, and why we're having these conversations Um, is so that we can be reminded that, you know, six years ago, you were in a deep despairing state. And today you're saying, I'm so grateful for my journey. Yes. And so when we're in that depth of despair, it's really hard to imagine that there'll be a time that we'll be grateful for it. It is. Yeah. But, and one of the, one of the teachings that I like to share is how important it is that we anchor in something that's profoundly meaningful to us that also carves out a path. It provides us with inspiration, hope, purpose, and meaning that when we're struggling in these deep, deep, dark places um, that oftentimes motherhood can trigger in us as, as a form of initiation that we're reminded that there might be a purpose in the chaos. Yes. And we can very easily lose our way, but to be reminded that there is a way and that the way through exists, uh, if we can anchor in something that helps us guide our way out of that, we can find our way and we can find our strength. Yes. So I love that you shared your story and that we're speaking to you now after having found your way and that you're continuing to find your way. (laughs) I am, yes. (laughs) Um, So Janelle, if our listeners wanted to reach out to you or learn more about the use of essential oils, where can they find you? Um, I am, my business is Nourish Your Life. So I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Um, I also have a website, nourishyourlife.net. They can reach out by direct message. I believe my cell phone number is there. They can text me hmm. or call me. 
email as well, um, and I will respond. Um, I have a heart to, to help those and serve them. If they need help, I can send them some oils to try. I can do a consult with them to support them in what they need. Um, and just to guide them to the right resources if they just want some guidance. Mm. I, I'm totally open to connecting with them and helping them to continue their journey if that is what they desire. Mm. Well, thank you. That's a beautiful offering. I heard your I heard your doorbell ringing, so I'll take that as, a, as an indicator that we're going to bring our conversation to a close. But it's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been a pleasure having you on this episode, Janelle. And I loved the the soft approach that you shared with us and the inspired story of recovery and healing. Yeah, you're welcome. Hmm. And I think the doorbell just dropped off a package. That's about it. So. Oh. <laughs> wonderful wonderful well um i will put all of those offerings on on your bio so that people can also click on the links um in the description of this episode okay 